Welcome to the Career Happiness Podcast. My name is Soma Ghosh. I am the founder of a business called the Career Happiness Mentor. And within this podcast, we explore themes around career happiness, confidence, well-being, and so much more. Not only do I do one-to-one personalized episodes to really, really support you as a listener, but you will have the chance to listen to really, really amazing guests from all corners of not just world, but different industries. It's really, really important that you are not only happy in your career, but you make time to progress in a way that feels right for you. So if you want to have more energy in your career, change your career, find out more about how to potentially start a business or even help your teenager with careers advice, this is the podcast for you. Thanks so much. Hey, everybody. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about is working hard enough in your career? So this is something that I really thought would be helpful for you guys because hard work often comes up in my conversations. Are we working hard enough? Are we not working hard enough? And with all this kind of chatter around, oh, people are working from home, people are doing this, are they doing enough? And then I don't know if you guys saw a tweet by Alan Sugar, Sir Alan Sugar, should I say, where he was saying, what's all this working from home nonsense? Like, what are people actually doing, right? I'm laughing as I'm saying that because I'm sure you can relate to the fact that if you're a business owner or someone who's self-employed or freelance or even working from home a lot, that you are working damn hard because, you know, you have to kind of almost prove your worth a little bit more when you're working from home. And there's always plenty to do. So for many people, it's almost had like a weird backlash. I'll put the tweet in the show notes for you to go and have a look at. Um, All I will say is that I do understand where he's coming from because it's not sustainable for all businesses. But at the same time, I haven't been sitting on my, you know, bum. I'm going to say the other word for the last six seven years while I've been in my business and whilst I've been self-employed so that's what I'm gonna say but working hard has many definitions and many um, references to it and in this episode I really want to look around this philosophy of working hard because for people like Alan Sugar who is of my parents generation my mum's generation um, and my you know in general this hard work ethic this philosophy that we have of hard work is instilled in us when we are kids so I'm a millennial elder millennials born in the 80s and that hard work ethic is instilled in us so that we can pass that on to our children and vice versa but it's much more complicated than that because I feel that that word hard work hard enough are you working hard enough has a lot of toxicity to it as well but I want to go back in time a little bit and talk about the adage of hard work if you look at people like myself my family you know my dad came here and I've spoken a little bit about my dad before as a student got a job went into law did all that kind of stuff and my mum 
you know, educated herself here as well um, to the extent where, you know, she's had two careers. So hard work was also always, always seen as something that is intrinsically in our value system as people who are from first and generation cultures. So my mum and dad were first generation. And recently I read a book called Brown Girl Like Me by Jaspreet Kaur, where she spoke a little bit about her parents and some of the things that came up with her parents and the values and the mindset. I'll definitely recommend that you read that book. It's very, very interesting. I will put it in the show notes. But these values of hard work have been instilled in us and they've been instilled not just within the South Asian community or any other ethnic communities, all communities. If you work hard, you get paid, everything falls into place. So where does this kind of culture come from? And we kind of touched on this a little bit when we spoke to the lovely Lizzie Benton in season one, when I spoke to her a little bit about workplace culture and, you know, this whole need linked to the industrial revolution of, you know, manufacturing things, having this culture of working in a way that is systemized. And the industrial revolution, I'll put a couple of links in the show notes for you guys to go off and read. It was all about making sure that things were being built and that we were giving back to our society and towards the economy. So there was these systems in place to make sure that things were in working order. And this was a long time ago. And during that time, you also had this culture of clocking in and out. And I, if I can be honest, didn't know much about the clocking in and clocking out phenomenon until a couple of things within my kind of like early 20s and teens. There was a program on BBC called um, Clocking Off, which was a really, really well-received drama. And I remember it. And it was based on um, a bunch of factory workers within, I'm trying to remember the town now, but I think the town, so it was in Manchester and it was a textiles factory. And I remember asking my sister, why are they like, using a machine to like clock in and clock out why can't they just go and come as they please and my sister told me a little bit more about that and she was trying to say that this is how factory workers would clock in and out get paid have their hours etc and it came from the industrial revolution and so hard work stems from some of these systems but then also and I've mentioned this on the podcast before you've got things like um the whole thing around factories again with the whole nine to five culture and Ford came up with the nine to five culture. And I found a really interesting article for you guys to go and read in line with this, please go and read it around why so many offices have a nine to five culture and hard work has been a systematic belief that has come up in our society to prove our worth as workers, to prove our worth as people. If you work hard, you reap the rewards, you get a promotion you um, have a good lifestyle, you have this, you can pay for your kids to do this, you can do that, da, 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 right? And that has been part of our history of work and workplace culture. And so hard work is something that is almost has been lined in our sheets, as I can say, very early on and in our heads to make sure that if we're working hard, if we're doing all the hard work necessary, so, you know, you study hard, you get a job, you work hard, you get a good job, you have a family, dot, dot, dot. All your, you know, ducks will line up in a row and you will have a happy and fulfilled life. This was, for many, many people, 
almost like if we go back to the American dream and things like that, a huge part of the working culture for decades. It's been a huge, huge part. And working hard and hard work, as great as it seems that philosophy and as much as we still need to work hard in life, I want to ask you guys, is it enough? Is it enough in our today's society to to be a hard worker and to work hard? Because I probably think that for those of you who are listening today, all of you are going to sit there and say, I work pretty hard. You know, I put my time in. I put my hours in. I've worked hard on that project. I've done this. I've done that. And you know what? You probably have been. But for a lot of people that I speak to, many of the women, they feel a sense of, yeah, I'm putting all the hard graft in, I'm putting all the hard work in, but I'm not reaping the rewards so much. Or, you know, I feel like I've had a motherhood penalty or I feel like I've worked really, really hard and I've got to a certain point, but I can't get beyond it. Or I've studied and I've done all these professional qualifications and I'm really highly qualified, but I don't feel like I have much to show for it. Oh, the other one I hear quite a lot is that I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I've got to a point where I'm just despondent and I'm going into work and I feel like I'm a walking zombie because I work so much, right? And I don't have a good personal life. So work has overridden their personal life, right? So you've got that as well. And that is really, really, you know, it's really, really common that it comes up in conversations. And the thing I want to ask and I want you to reflect on is, is it enough to work hard? Is that part of our career happiness? Is that part of our success? I feel that with these episodes, when I ask you these questions, I want you to reflect in your own way. I don't want to say yes or no. Um, It's almost like a vocal essay when I do these podcasts to you. Um, so I want you to think about in terms of is it enough today what is the cost to us when we work hard what happens in this day and age because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts myself I'm an avid podcast listener as you guys all know and one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to in relation to health and well-being is Dr Chatterjee's um, podcast and I feel like there was one episode that came up where he was speaking to um, a few people about health and well-being and it was making me think about the cost of when we're so busy because he was talking about the fact that we're so busy all the time that you know we're not always making time for our friends and family we're not doing the things that we always want to do and we just use the word busy a lot right and I will at some point do an episode about busy and being busy later on on this podcast and how it links to our career happiness but the cost is that when you're working hard and you're in that busy mindset all the time, things like your health suffer. You're burnt out. There could even be a possibility of early death and disease. So I was really, really thinking about um, my dad a few days ago and the fact that he worked incredibly hard. But I also know a lot of generation of people at that time, my dad's friends, my dad's peers, who also worked really, really hard. And a lot of them, percentage of them, passed away very, very early on from illnesses like heart disease, cancer, um, all sorts of things. And it makes me realise that, especially as I'm recording this during Mental Health Awareness Month and seeing the Joe Wicks documentary, that there is a lot of underlining factors 
that working hard or too hard cost us in terms of an early death. And I found some stats that I'll share with you in alignment with kind of work and health um, that you can see from HSE, which is basically, and HSE stands for Health and Safety at Work, um, Health Safety Executive. And the stats that I actually found, guys, what's really, really interesting about these stats from the Health and Safety at Work Summary Statistics for Great Britain 2021, the government are actually working on some new stats for 2023, but they're not out. I just thought I would mention that on the gov.uk website, is that they break down some of the things that are causing us to suffer from work-related ill health. And I know I spoke about some of these things in um, episode, well, the episode around work-related stress, but I do want to say that there is an underlying theme between workplace culture and health and well-being, and also this cost of working too hard. So, for example, I'll read one of the stats out to you and I'll put the link to this particular document that I held, that I found from Health and Safety at Work Summary Statistics for Great Britain. 1.7 million workers are suffering from work-related ill health. That's a quite a big number. And this is from a labour force survey that they did. Um, 0.8 million workers are suffering from work-related stress, depression or anxiety, and um, the pandemic has impacted health and safety statistics. So it's a little bit more information on here. But the reason why I just wanted to mention this really, really quickly is by me talking about my dad and that generation of people who would now be in their 80s, ironically, um, it shows that the detriment of the hard work that some of that has had on them. That doesn't mean that people don't live you know, long lives. And I know a lot of people, unfortunately, who are now passing away who are relatively my dad's age. Um, and that doesn't mean they haven't worked hard. It's just been maybe potluck or other factors that have gone on there, right? But burnout. Burnout isn't something new. I've spoken about burnout before um, and I'll reference that episode here. But this early death on working too hard and being in a state of working so hard in your career that you have an early death and it impacts on your life early on is not good and if we look at today what's happening in our culture yes we've had the coronavirus um, pandemic and unfortunately many people have left us way too soon guys you know I always emphasize on that fact and for future listeners the illnesses around you know cancer and anything else that may come up it's not going to go away but when we work hard, it's not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't work hard, by the way, guys, of course, we should work hard, we should strive for success. But there does need to be a significant line in the sand, where we're not working ourselves to the bone. And I spoke a little bit more about this in episode 103, where I was talking about, you know, working smart versus working hard. And I feel very passionate about the fact that if you want to be successful, if you want to do well, you can work smart. You can be smart about how you work. You could choose your hours. You could be freelance, all that kind of stuff. And yes, there is a level of hard work that is involved, but there is also towing the line in a way that you are not exacerbating yourself for your children, for your family, for the people that know and love you, that need you to be around. There has to be a way for you to switch off, to have an off button, 
so that at the end of the day, you are not working yourself and burning yourself out. I don't know if you guys watched The Crown. There was a particular scene in The Crown that I just want to mention that really kind of, it, 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 it broke my heart a little bit. So Queen Elizabeth's dad, uh, the Queen obviously we have now, Queen Elizabeth II, her dad was obviously uh, was King George VI. And I know that part of a lot of the crown has been fictionalised. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty aware of that. But it is known that he was a very avid smoker. And he actually smoked a lot more after he was almost forced into becoming a king. And he was forced to become a king because his brother, Edward VIII, abdicated. George, King George didn't really want to be king. It wasn't really a role that he wanted. And one of the ways that he coped with the pressure of being a king and working so hard as a king is by smoking, Right. And I'm giving that example because a lot of people who are very, very unhappy in their work or work hard or work beyond their means have a coping mechanism, a crutch that they use, right? And the reason I'm bringing that up is the working hard aspect. People are still, when they're stressed, smoking or drinking or having bad eating habits or not exercising enough and, you know, the fact that when we're sitting, I'm sitting down in a chair at the minute, but, you know, sitting is the new smoking is the um, phrase that I'm hearing a lot. There are lots of things that we can do within our lifestyle to make sure that we have a better balance so that if we are working hard, we're also making better choices about the hard work that we're doing. But also, we're not allowing the hard work to be a detriment to our health and to prevent us from you know, dying early, basically. Um, and I don't mean to say that in a morbid way, death is part of life. I'm just saying that in this episode because I feel it's very, very important that when we're talking about hard work, you know, I work with young people and I see that a lot of the young people that I work with when I bring up certain occupations, oh, miss. And I and I love their little um, colloquialisms when they go, that sounds bare hard or oh, that sounds like so much. And it's so kind of exacerbated in how they speak, some of the kids, not all of them. And I try to instill in them that, you know, there is going to have to be a certain amount of hard work that you're going to have to do. You can't get out of that. But what is it that you really, really want to do? What, what do you want? Oh, miss, I want fulfillment. I want freedom. I want this. I want that, right? It's much the same thing that we as adults want, but obviously we understand a little bit more about life but young teenagers also understand about life if they're going through a lot and many of the young people that I work with who are from you know pockets of different socio-economic or backgrounds whose families live in council estates or have a certain level of deprivation understand a lot more about life than we give them credit for and this is why I'm going back to that the working hard my dad came from a very poor background so for him he had to really, really man up when his dad died young. He had to do a lot of things to, as the eldest, to be working hard all the time. In fact, he worked pretty much all his life, apart from in the later years of his life where he became paralysed and then he died, right? And my point being is that 
we need to really, really understand what our values are. What are the values that make us who are who who we are? I speak about this on the podcast regularly. And hard work and working, working, you know, these ethics, there's nothing wrong with having a hard working philosophy, but not at a detriment to us personally on a personal level. There are some industries, without naming them, where people are encouraged to work themselves, not just to the bone, but do long hours, prove themselves and have a competitive nature. And that competitivity also affects mental health. So it's not just physical health we're talking about here. It has an effect on mental health as well. And whilst if you do work hard, there needs to be a balance of things, right? You need to be able to rest, have holidays, have respite, and be able to say to your manager one day, I'm going to work, you know, like I'm going to finish early today. And have that freedom and flexibility in your work. There are a lot of jobs out there that have been criticised for the kind of hours that they work. Jobs like medicine, being a lawyer, um, you know, in the financial sector. The fact that a lot of the time, the way that these cultures of these jobs are, and we spoke about this with Andrea, um, where she was talking about how she actually feels um, that most people should be self-employed because then... They are able to have freedom and flexibility to be not only their own boss, but work in a way that aligns with them so that they're not beckoned to anybody. Right. And, you know, you can still work hard within the parameters of that, but you can do it within your own parameters. Right. And so I think it's really, really important that when you're thinking about working hard and if working hard is enough in your career, to think personally about what your values are, to think personally about the level of stress you're putting on yourself, to look at family patterns because the reason why I'm mentioning my parents is because my mum has a lot of health problems and you may have had parents or have parents that have had health problems. And so you need to be able to reflect and think, what can I do to make sure if you've got children that those same patterns don't come up for me where I'm working so hard I'm not here anymore right um and so I really want you to think about that in the best way possible there's a couple of things that I want to recommend that you look at so um uh, two of the books that I think you should definitely look at is the four pillar plan by Dr Chatterjee and the stress solution which go into a lot more detail around lifestyle and living and you know being healthy and all of that but also um you know joe wicks has a lot of really really incredible books to do with fitness and well-being and that's the other thing are you doing enough exercise are you doing enough things to make sure that when you are working hard that you've got some hobbies you've got some creative outlets because we are hard workers many of us but making time for family, reaching out to friends, doing all those little, little things and having plans in your diary where you're seeing people is what fulfills us. And with my husband, we were talking about the fact that for me personally, and when I'm talking to other people, the kind of people that I attract as friends and people that I really resonate with are people that value people and experiences, not wealth and prosperity. 
And that's just personally for me. I'm not judging anybody who has any of those things, by the way, because if you have, great. But a lot of the time, I feel like we miss the buck on this. And when you watch something like Dragon's Den, for example, right, you see all these entrepreneurs who are working so hard. And I feel really, really inspired by a lot of these entrepreneurs, by the way. Um, And there is a capacity for when you are a business owner, you've got to work hard, right? Or if you are in a particular sector and you want to reach reach some point, you've got to work hard. You know, I'm not disagreeing with that. Of course, you've got to work hard. But you also need to make sure that when you are working hard, you're not ignoring or denying the things that make you happy. Because that will ultimately give you your source of career happiness. That's what's going to make you feel better when you're stressed that you can talk to a friend or that you can talk to your partner or that you can go out with your mum or somebody who means a lot to you when you've had a hard day or when you feel really really overwhelmed that you've done a wonderful yoga class at the end of the day or you've woken up to do amazing cardio class you know I'm giving all these examples but my point is is that working hard in your career only gets you so far right in life and then up to a certain point you've then got to decide what your intrinsic values are I know a lot of people who've worked hard I had a family friend who was an amazing uncle who he was just such an amazing inspirational person I'm not going to name him but I'm going to mention him in the sense that he was one of my dad's really good friends and when I think about him he worked extremely hard in his life He came from a really, really good family. But he died quite young, right? And I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that to kind of like like shock you or anything. And when I mean quite young, I mean not old, right? He he wasn't old, he wasn't young, he was kinda in between. And my dad my dad was fifty two and he was a little bit older than my dad when he died. But my point being is that he fitted in so much into his into his life and a lot of people would say that's amazing but he wasn't able to enjoy retirement or enjoy the things that people work towards you know and we're living in a time where the working hard part yes we've got to put the graft in but sometimes sometimes like what about the experiences that you want to have with your kids or with your partner with your family make time for those experiences when you can and try to understand that whatever is happening in your life and your career that the working hard part will always be there but what are the other things that you can do to develop your career what are the other ways that you can do to learn in your career I, I recently did a post on LinkedIn where I actually shared a video by Stephen Bartlett where he was talking about how the education system is not in alignment with everybody and I really agreed with him but also that learning you know he loves learning and I've always loved learning but I didn't really thrive in a school environment I'm not gonna lie it just wasn't for me and I think that's the thing that we should continue to learn we should continue to grow that's why you're listening to this podcast today but make sure that whatever you're doing you do it in a way that nurtures you And doesn't lead you to overburden yourself. Because I've seen this with a lot of people that I love and care about who aren't here now. You know, they're not here today. 
they've given themselves over to other people and they've worked so hard that they haven't been able to enjoy their life and I just want all of you to be able to listen to this podcast and feel a sense of purpose for yourself but also if you are feeling overwhelmed you know reach out to people talk to people get help listen to this podcast read some of the books I've suggested um but I also found two other books that I found really, really interesting that I'll put in the show notes. I'm just going to quickly mention them before I wrap this episode up. One of them was called Breathe by um, James Nestor. And it's all about kind of the art of, you know, breathing, mindfulness, breathing techniques. And breath is really, really important. And you know, I mentioned to you that I love doing yoga and I haven't been doing yoga the last few weeks. Um, and I've noticed how much more when I'm not doing the yoga and I'm not doing the breathing, my anxiety goes up quite a lot. And the other book is a lot more about mindfulness, the practice of not thinking a guide to a mindful life. And it's much more about how we can incorporate through Zen practices, um, because it's written by a monk, um, some of the ways we can just be more mindful and bring mindfulness into our life. And this is the other thing that I really, really want to say. I'm not an expert in this area, but that's why I read all these things. It's important for us to build up a picture of how we can bring more happiness into our life so that if we are working hard, we're not burning out. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the Career Happiness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media or with somebody you know it will make a significant difference to. And remember, if you haven't already, please take some time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much.